everybody. We're going to record as much of this with hopefully limited interruptions from our, our sweet little boy, our two-year-old, our two-year-old at times nuisance. Uh, but welcome back to another episode of Classroom Brew. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast or on any podcast platform, there's also, there's also a YouTube channel. You can check that out. We do some clips on there as well every so often. And we've got the TikTok, which is at Classroom Brew on, well, actually all social media is just at Classroom Brew. So it's spelled just like it should be. So uh, you can check that out there and support the podcast. <clears throat> I do want to give uh, a shout out to our Patreon members, people that are supporting the show at patreon.com slash classroombrew, who get access to some bonus content, early access to content that you guys will get later, and then some podcast merch. Most recently, we got some t-shirts for the Patreon members, so if you want to get your own, again, that's patreon.com slash classroombrew. And then we also have like shot glasses and uh, beer koozies and I forget what else, but it's, it's all there. You can check that out and subscribe on Patreon. This is such a weird week. I don't find myself often recording on a Thursday. Normally the episodes come out on a Thursday and I record them, you know, the weekend before, but I actually have a window here. But it's been that kind of a week where I was like, you know what? It's a weeknight, but Thursday, it's kind of like Friday Eve. So it's fine, I guess, a little bit, sort of, probably, I bet, where I can have a drink. Because <laughs> that's the type of week it's been, where it's a Thursday night kind of drinking night, because that's, it's really, it's, guys, it's been that kind of a week. That whatever they're paying us, it's not enough. Wherever you're at, which we knew. I mean, I'm sure we've, it's a very big teacher cliche. Um, Yeah. Abbott Elementary. I have for sure watched many episodes of that show now. Uh, I think Kinta Brunson is hilarious. Uh, she wrote it. I didn't realize that Abbott Elementary, it's the, Abbott Elementary is not a real school. I kind of figured that because that, that would be a problem if it was like, they named like Harper High School and they did a show about it with like some inept, uh, inadequate principal or whatever. And the actual principal would be like, hey, what the fuck? But it's a, I guess, the name of her teacher, which is what inspired her, which is, which is very nice. I think it's very nice, and it, you know, it's getting a lot of traction, which I appreciate. I don't know if it'll change much, but the the pilot was good, but it was certainly not the best episode. It just keeps getting better and better. So I, I really, I can't say enough about it. I'm just, I'm rooting for, I'm rooting for her. Miss Brunson is just, I, she's so funny. If I'm mispronouncing her last name, <laughs> uh, I think she's great. So. I follow her on social media now. I think she's so damn funny. I've seen her on like HBO stuff. She's actually from like BuzzFeed, which I was like, she, I, when I watched her on um, a Black Lady sketch show on HBO, I was like, this woman is so familiar. And then I put it together like recently because I'm an idiot uh, that that was her on like most of the BuzzFeed video back when BuzzFeed was like a popular thing, you know, <laughs> that was her all along. Uh, we've been getting a lot of emails about the mask mandate stuff going down and am I gym that I go to, the mask mandate is down as long as you're vaccinated, which I mean, that's great. Leg day is a lot easier. I'll say that. But uh, I do think whether it's in school or not, I think we need to do a little bit of reteaching, <laughs> a little bit of reteaching with things like uh, cover your mouth when you sneeze or cough. Uh. <laughs> uh, that's for sure something that I think a lot of people forgot to or forgot that they have to do. And if you're listening to this and you're not covering, like you don't have that covering, fix it. Fix your behavior. Reteach. Stop. Go back in the hall. Re-enter and do it again the right way. 
For this one, I have a rum and coke, by the way, and I don't want to hear shit. It is what it is. Sometimes it's good. I'm not a big Coca-Cola person, but but it is good. This is the drink, by the way, that I would complain about if I got. This is back before I realized that uh, wheat gives me problems with liquor. Because I would always do a Jack and Coke, and they would always bring me rum and Coke. And I was like, Jack and rum sound very different. It's not Jack and rum went up a hill. It's Jack and, you know, that kind of shit. Uh, it's not rum who died in the ocean when Rose could have fit him on the door in Titanic. It's Jack. This is not, it's not Captain Rum Sparrow. No. Come on. It's not three-fingered rum. Although that probably is like a bartender term. It's it's fucking three-fingered Jack, okay? That's what it is. It's what it is. And you know what? They got it wrong every time, and I'm too polite to say shit. I don't know if I would now either, to be honest. Well, no, if it's whiskey, I would have to say, yeah, sorry, it's actually three-fingered ja- three rum in this case. Captain Rum Sparrow is what I actually have to do now because my body doesn't tolerate it, which is just a real shame that I'm getting older. Uh, someone pointed out, by the way, that I'm probably just dehydrated from the last episode where I said I feel old because when I pass back papers, especially if it's like a lot of them and I'm pivoting quickly, uh, I get dizzy. And they were like, you're probably just dehydrated. And you're right. I wasn't drinking as much that week. I normally go through, legitimately, probably one and a half to two gallons a week when I'm at work. Like, I know that because I buy the gallons. I don't actually measure the shit, but that's about what I go through. And uh, it's been a minute and I haven't quite gone through even two gallons in like a month. So I'm for sure not drinking enough water, but it is what it is. I do have a question, by the way. I, I don't know if it's just my school or what. Maybe people don't care. Maybe it's just Aramark, but like, why aren't we fixing graffiti? Like, especially when it's like pencil. We can handle that, right? That seems like something that's not that hard to like erase it real quick. Oh, there it is. You're right, Marty. He's okay. Marty's, but it, it might, maybe the mic didn't pick it up because I was kind of far away from it, but he's already given me a little like, you're not giving me enough attention. You can come up here if you want, but he doesn't want to. Um, CPS sent us this email, by the way, where, uh, and by the way, at shy teacher memes sent out a great one that was like retweeted by like all of the big Chicago teacher people on social media, where it was Captain What's-His-Face from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where it's, um, it's him going, why is no one having a good time? I I specifically requested it, and it's CPS when nobody dresses up for Spirit Week. So the email itself, the email itself from, uh, from CPS, it was sent out, and it, it basically says that we're doing Spirit Week this week because we have so much spirit working in this district. <laughs> um, and each day has a different theme. So Monday was Dress to Impress Day and Motivational Employee Monday. Wear your nicest clothes and share a word of thanks with a colleague. <clears throat> Tuesday, Sports Day. Wear apparel, uh, wear apparel highlighting your favorite sports teams. So original. Wednesday is Wellness Monday. Fuck you. Fuck, fuck, take, hey, fuck you. Wear exercise clothes and participate in a live exercise session. Because you know what? We have a lot of on a, on a fucking Wednesday when we're dealing with the shit that you made us do. Fucking energy. <laughs> Wellness Wednesday. Go fuck off. Uh, Thursday is Throwback Thursday. Again, super original. Uh, wear clothing that was popular during a past decade. 
And then finally, School Spirit Day, where clothing that shows off the school where you work or a school you attended. They say that we also encourage you to be on the lookout later this week for a token of appreciation from us. A small thank you. What'd you get us? Some pencils? I know you didn't get us shit. You know? Something about success, blah, blah, blah. But the, the best part about this is that they sent this out. And, and then uh, Monday is Dress to Impress Day, right? What do you think? You think we're dressing like fucking bums? Like we're not fucking professionals? There's some teachers that don't really dress for but but you think we're just fucking you know showing up in sweatpants? Come on, man. I think the best part about this whole thing, though, is that I, I should mention they gave us five days of Spirit Week: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's the first five day week we've had in a while because of different things that you know, days off for uh, national holidays and things like that. Cool. First two uh, two day or two week span where we have five-day weeks and all that. And uh, they're trying to get the most out of it, I understand. But they sent the email out on Monday when we would already... <laughs> if we're dressing to impress like professionals, we would have already been in the building for 16 hours by the time they sent this fucking thing. We would have already been there for 172 hours, 127 hours. We would have already cut off our arms by the time they sent us this video because they sent it to us, 127 hours. What's the name of that one, that book with the guy that got stuck? 127 hours? Or is it 27? I feel like it's 127 hours. You know? Oh, I should turn airplane mode off on my phone. That would really help. I think that's what it was. It's with um, 127 hours. Yeah, exactly. With James Franco and Kate Mara. You probably don't know who Kate Mara is, because she never really went anywhere in her career, but I feel like 27 hours, you, you could have held out before you did that. 127 hours? Yeah, you, you needed to do that to survive. That makes more sense. They, basically, they spent so, they had so much time to plan this poorly planned five-minute idea. They had so much time, and they had so much, they had such a big window to send it to us. Do you know when they could have sent it to us? On Sunday, before Monday, on Saturday, which is before Sunday. On Friday, which is before that Saturday, you had so you had all the days. You had you had the first two full months minus one day because Monday was February twenty eighth. You had the first two months of the year minus one day to send us this notice, and you send it to us when we've already missed the opportunity. <laughs> when we've already missed the opportunity, we've already missed twenty percent. Because you didn't give 20% effort to send the email on time. We've missed 20% of this so-called spirit week that you have given us. Gee willikers. Honestly, rum and coke is a good one. Um, so I'm really, um, I, will, I will hopefully have an update in an upcoming episode on what this, this small token of appreciation is. Well, sorry. I should mention that they say <laughs> in the email it says later this week for a token they just say a token of appreciation from us and then you could tell the PR person was like this is good but then the finance people were like how about you add this sentence and then they go it is a small thank you <laughs> it is a, sm a small thank you for all you've done to bring change blah, blah 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 and impact to our district so it starts off with we have a we have a we have a gift for you You're like oh cool what is it 
Is it a raise? Is it a car? And they go, it's a small gift. <laughs> That's how they kind of backtrack, you know? It's like when the kid's like, I did my assignment today. But like, oh, great. Did you finish it? They're like, I did some of it. <laughs> it's like that, except for with teacher respect and appreciate. I don't need appreciation. Stop giving me mugs, CPS. I actually don't have a CPS mug, but I'm saying you can give me a mug, but then that's it. I don't need any more mugs. I need some more desk mugs, the mugs I don't really care about because if they break or get stolen, who gives a fuck? <laughs> but my personal mugs, I'm not going to get those destroyed. So, uh, All right, and so I wanted to this week, uh, I, I actually had this, this thought that this, I know it's a podcast. I know you're listening on your way to work or on your way home from work, or maybe you're doing some dishes or whatever it might be. Hopefully not teaching and doing, well, you could be, I don't know, maybe you have headphones or AirPods hidden underneath the hood or long hair. But um, I, I feel a little odd when, like, I'm not claiming to be an expert ever. And so I feel a little bit odd when it feels more like a soapbox instead of me just messing around or offering some sort of commentary, if you will. That's probably my, my sweet spot, you know? Having a conversation with somebody, uh, we haven't done as much uh, guests in studio or even remote because it's just it's it's hard with COVID, okay? Uh, and schedules are difficult, but I I I don't get on a soapbox much, even on my own podcast, because it feels weird. That said, <laughs> that said, I did want to talk about this this issue of resilience, because I w- with students I should say, maybe with the staff I don't know. For for my experience, it's resilience with the students. And the reason I bring it up is because I, I've noticed it not just as, as a teacher, but I've noticed it as a coach, which is arguably the space where kids, hopefully they're participating because they want to do the sport, not just because they have to. I don't know why they'd have to ever. Um, but I, I haven't even seen it in sports. So obviously remote learning really put a wrench in, in everything. And it set these pretty bad standards and it kind of helped people not help people it, it hurt people by leading to disengagement especially with students and I think that kind of set a bad tone which makes this year damn near impossible to do anything it's really hard to ask my students to do two paragraphs when they're used to being assigned like one sentence per week and then if they don't do it it's like eh, it's remote learning don't worry about it. Times are hard. Like, and I'm not trying to minimize that, by the way. It's so hard to say these things at work because everyone's like, well, this is hard. This, these are unprecedented times. Things like that. I said that last week too, where it's like the lack of resilience and just, just it, I'm just going to go and da- say damn right fucking laziness at times. I think that's been because of the remote learning setting and there's been no consequence, at least from my experience. This is not for every single school district. Um, uh, and I noticed this when I was a student teacher because they had blended learning options, which some kids, to be honest, took advantage of as just a way to be less accountable because you don't have to actually go to class. And you can kind of throw it together last minute if you really needed to. Like if push came to shove and you didn't do anything till the end of the semester, you were kind of fine for some of those classes. And what I found was that if I had kids, because I didn't student teach blended classes where it was um, mostly online and then like one discussion section per week, I did the regular classes for my mentor teachers because I was a student teacher, of course I did. But um, I found that 
those kids in, in my first like week immediately, because it was like toward the beginning of second semester that I student taught, they were like, can't I just do this blended? Can I just do like, is there a blended? Can I switch to blended every other day? Another kid was saying, I want to switch to this for X number of reasons, you know, open campus, more flexibility, stay home a little bit longer, whatever it is, doesn't matter. And so the same thing is very true with remote learning because of the pandemic ever since 2019 second semester, when literally nothing was expected of anybody and, and everybody pretty much passed anyway, or some degree. Maybe they called it incomplete. I don't care what it's called. Everybody pretty much passed or there was no real consequence. Then they did have that for in the fall. They set it up with, unfortunately, they tried to set up those expectations, I should say, but they didn't really seal the deal and convince the kids. There was really poor salesmanship because kids all thought I can't fail no matter what I do. And of course they did. I would have thought that too, because that was the precedent. That was the norm. As a teacher, I thought they're not going to fail anybody. They did though. So <laughs> props to them for actually, you know, not for failing kids, but for holding people accountable. That's a good thing. But it, it led to this big thing of like the, there's no expectation for me. There's no consequence. A lot of the parents can't be there. 24-7 to hold them accountable and they have to work. I get that. Not holding it on them. Not holding them accountable for it, sort of. But that's a big issue. I think the other thing too, and I've talked to a lot of colleagues about this, is that there's no support when those of us that actually are like teaching daily, maybe not giving like a new assignment daily, but like teaching daily and trying to do more than one thing per week, um, we don't get support either from other teachers or from admin I'm sure I've talked about this because I've probably been bitching to my coworkers about it. But if I ask a kid or a class, kids in a class, to do like two assignments in a week, I get told that I'm doing too much. Mind you, these are high schoolers. And it doesn't matter if they're honors or in a a co-taught setting because of a high number of IEPs or a regular class that uh, is below the threshold for becoming a co-taught class. It doesn't matter. I get told the same thing. It could be a second grade reading level in a 10th grade class and I'm doing too much. But when I find out that like most teachers haven't taught new stuff since, for context, it's March right now. It's the first two weeks of March right now. And some people are like, I haven't taught since September. You're like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I've just been showing up. I thought my, like, what's your job title? I thought I thought it was I was being too hard on them, so I just I haven't taught any new stuff. We're just reviewing daily. Like what? How's that going to work? Uh, and that's that's really hard when when you're not expected to do much in other classes. If you've got eight classes or seven classes, lunch in between somewhere in there, seven classes where you're not expected to do anything, and one of them's gym, so you're certainly not going to do shit. But then you have one teacher that's making you do something. Of course, you're going to say fuck him. Of course you are. That makes so much sense. I'm not saying it's right, but it makes so much sense. But yeah, that, I think that's a big thing. And I just think the expectations are too low. I'm not saying kill the kids, but setting low expectations or not, not even just with the quality of work, but just like from a deadline standpoint, there's actually something to that. You're not helping them by not expecting them to do anything by saying, yeah, another day of watching movies. Which Pixar movie do you want to do? There's 35 of them. Let's just do it in order. We've got time. And you really don't. 
I'm not trying, I probably sound so old, but I, I, I don't know. That's where I'm at with that. And I just think that it's, there's all this stuff bogging teachers, bogging, that's such an old, said it so weird. Things that are really getting in the way for teachers, like other things that we don't and shouldn't have to do, but we do it to help pick up the slack of people that don't. I'm going to say that again. We pick up the slack of people who don't do their job. And granted, if we don't do it, it just eventually hurts everybody. But then it also it essentially appeases and continues to allow the people that don't do their job to not do their job. And I'm thinking of like 17 people in my building. <laughs> so if anyone's listening and they're like, this is about me. No, you're one of 17. <laughs> don't worry about it. The number's not actually 17, but it's a, high, it's a higher number than it should be. You know, the number should be zero, of course, but the number could be two or three because that's fine. But the number's like a million, okay? I teach in a school of eight, seven, eighty-seven hundred thousand people. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That that's kind of where I'm. I'm at. I don't know if anyone else is experiencing that. Obviously, the kids are super behind. This is the lowest reading level I've ever had. For just to give a nice number, for the tenth graders, I've never had such a low elementary reading level. A little bit willing, a little bit of willingness to work, and that's fine. I could work with that. Uh, no pun intended. But uh, I don't know. I guess I'm a little bit frustrated by it. Not just the, the laziness and, and all that or whatever. The whining is, cor- oh, the whining. Don't even get me started. We'll do a whole episode on whining. Not really, but I, but I could if I, if I, <laughs> I could go on for a while about that. But I just, I just don't think that we're teaching kids to be resilient, to have that, that productive struggle to face, to, to face a hardship or something that's difficult in, their, difficult in their life as a challenge instead of something impossible. There's a, when you're prepared for something, there's a big difference between a stressor in your life. It's either a challenge or it's a threat. And if, it's, if everything is a threat, they're never going to be able to rise to it. But if it's a challenge, you can rise to a challenge. If you rise to a threat, that's a big problem. <laughs> That's a Putin level size problem, which by the way, oh shit, that reminds me. I mentioned in the last episode that most of my kids did not have any interest in talking about uh, Ukraine, but I couldn't let that happen. So I kind of gave them a couple things. Like we, we were going to do a current events. I have this like protocol that I set up at the beginning of the year, thanks to January 6th in the previous year, where I was like, I don't want to have to stress about this the night before. I want to be able to have something that I can go in with a basic set of knowledge and kind of use that to help guide it. And we learn together. And that's what we're doing. And uh, I slowly started to warm them up to it for some of the classes. Uh, I've got three sophomore classes and then uh, two basically electives. And uh, one's AP. So it's kind of a like, uh, whatever. But I got them, got them used to it, warmed up to it. And they, they're, they're doing it now. And I think they're actually interested in it now that Russia is <laughs> arresting children. And putting him in prison for three years for protesting, for for spree, uh, spree, spur spree spree, for sp- for free speech. I, I fucked it up on purpose after I fucked it up a couple times on accident, and then after I fucked it up on purpose, I fucked it up on accident again. But there are children being put in prison allegedly, according to ABC News, for free speech of protesting the war in Russia. Sorry, citizens in Russia protesting the war in Ukraine that Russia's not calling a war, even though it's a war, they're calling it a military operation, whatever. Kaboom. But 
uh, yeah, they're, they're actually into it. So I'm excited about that. Um, I really went to town with the Google Slides to really make it like, like news headline music with a, a GIF, GIF, GIF or GIF background and bitmojis and videos and flashy stuff, like all the whole, the whole thing, screenshots with arrows and circles and things to help them out with stuff. And I, I did the most. And they got into it a little bit, sort of, I bet, probably. The kids that, <laughs> that sucks when you, doesn't that suck when you do so much to like really prepare for this? And like, you know, the first like 10 to 15 minutes is going to be heavy hitting and it's going to really get them. And then as soon as you finish, like three students walk in, you're like, fuck. Because then it's like all of that. They're going to be like, what are we doing right now? It's like, well, first off, read the board, read the agenda, read the objective. But you missed like the whole, I lit- I will, I'm going to start to say that from now on. You missed everything. This isn't going <laughs> to, this is going to take you a minute to get caught up. You missed the whole introduction the middle part, the ending. I had a story arc. There was a, there was a climax, a rising and falling action. There were characters. <laughs> there was a twist ending. There was an epilogue. You missed it all. Where were you? And they're like, I was taking a shit. Great. So, but they're into it now. So that's a good update. But yeah, the resilience thing is something that's on my mind. Um, yeah. Well, hey. Uh, that was a lot, huh? So if, if you want to, if you have your own thoughts on this or your own experiences on this, I do love hearing from you guys. Um, you can reach out at Classroom Brew on social media. You can email me classroombrew at gmail.com. Oh my God, that reminds me. Steve from Too Much Scrolling sent me this story. <laughs> he goes, he literally goes, quick story for Classroom Brew. Uh, he mentions a teacher who was, <laughs> was standing in the hallway after school, uh, before rehearsal, I'm assuming like a, uh, play or musical, and uh, a young custodian walked up to him and asked him, hey, what should I do with this? And the teacher looks down, uh, and the object in question was this young man's like key fob to get in the door, like a, like a prox card or something like that. And the teacher goes, uh, I don't know, why do you have it? He said, well, I quit. Like, I quit my the custodian, I quit my job, and I, I just want to hand this, this, uh, this key fob in. And so Steve goes on, like, I don't know why in the world this, this young custodian chose this random teacher who he's never spoken to, to a random person in the hallway. It's 3.45 in the afternoon, apparently. <laughs> and the young custodian who just quit and isn't going to tell a supervisor, I'm assuming, or at least handed that he's going to go, you, Mr. Teacher, I'm going to give my keys to you. <laughs> a person that's just completely uninvolved. That's who he chooses to give the keys to. So. For sure, check out uh, Chip and Steve's podcast, by the way. Too much scrolling. They had sandwiches at uh, irregular hours, but I think they've, they've toward the end of last year, uh, they, they relaunched Too Much Scrolling in its original form, which I was very excited about, which I, I was on an episode of that a long time ago. I believe uh, I asked them for the audio so I could post it, because I don't know if they keep all their episodes for in perpetuity. Uh, so you can check that one out. I think it was like, oh, we talked about like Bill Nye and... <laughs> uh, Bill Nye and I think Black Panther had come out at the time um, and we talked about the curious case of the dog in the night which was the book that we covered there so check them out too but but thank you thank you Steve for uh, for sending that um, I still love the story that he told me about and you can check that out in that, epi- in that episode check that one out where he talks about when a kid asked him uh, what BFG stood for the, the Roel doll the Ro- Roel doll 
that book. And um, I think I know the episode title for that one. So you can go back to an original, one of the first, uh, the first year of Classroom Brew. It's called, uh, the episode's called F stands for dot, 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 the ellipsis. So F stands for featuring, uh, featuring Steve from Too Much Scrolling. You can check that one out. But hey, uh, thanks so much for listening. Again, reach out. You've got the Instagram and all the social medias, really. Uh, TikTok is also at Classroom Brew. You can send me an email, classroombrew at gmail.com. And then if you want to subscribe to the Patreon, that's patreon.com slash classroombrew. And you can check out the benefits when you get there. So thanks so much for listening, guys. Thanks for your support. Hope you're staying safe, staying healthy doing your thing, and until next week, class dismissed.